701. Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It is Wednesday. It's one about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. You could win a bottle of Talon Wine today by complaining about something. I shouldn't complain because, like we always say, well, we certainly could use the moisture. Mm-hmm. And the snowpack could yeah, certainly yeah, use some help, yeah. but... Yeah, about that. Man, that drive back on Monday, which normally Martin Luther King Jr. Day, travel day for a lot of people. If you were trying to work in some little bit of an extended weekend, it's never fun. Well, we could spend ah. five hours at Copper Mountain. And not not like shredding or anything. Yeah, or there are people that skiing. do that on purpose. No, we sat in the parking lot for about five hours, which I want to thank the fine folks at CDOT for getting it open once again, because Ken and I, we, were, we went over for the uh, the Altitude affiliate game. They're nice enough, gracious enough to invite us over for a game every year, and uh, went and watched the Nuggets and the Pacers, watched Bruce Brown get his ring, which nice. was... He was so emotional, mm-hmm. and I could see why. And the, and the Nuggets players, just the way... They embraced him. He is still beloved there. And then smacked him around, which is nice. And then smacked him around. That's always helpful. <laughs> but uh, but Bruce was extremely emotional. Fans with Bruce giving him a, a warm welcome back to, to Ball Arena. Of course, where he played a, a very significant role in the Nuggets winning the NBA Finals last season. So he uh, emotional cool. because he knows his path to a second ring goes through Milwaukee <laughs> and then Boston and then Philly in yeah. some order. Yeah, that was... Um, that might be a little bit... That was a business decision <laughs> Bruce made to... Oh, this to, is not fun. <laughs> to, uh, ...to go to Indiana. That was a business decision. That was a show-me-the-money decision. Tyrese Halliburton doesn't pass as well. <laughs> or as much. But I, but I also kind of thought, watching... You know, watching Bruce Brown and just his reaction, a little bit of, oh, man, <laughs> I miss this place. Not what that I, Indiana's a bad, not that it's a bad place or anything. Indianapolis is a lovely city and all that. But, uh, man, I miss this place. I miss these guys. I miss playing with that guy, number 15, who stole Carmelo Anthony's yeah, number. Carmelo. I miss... Playing Shut with up. Carmelo Jr. Shut up. They did it just to spite me. He wore 15 when he played in Serbia. Shut up. Yeah. Anyway, we move on. Carmelo thinks he's really important. Film at 11. It's like, dude, you want it out of there. You want it out. Ugh. How long has it been, Mello? I mean, but here's okay. Here's the thing for Bruce Brown. I just saw this. Better not get too comfortable playing for the Pacers Uh because there's talk that they're going to try to uh, make a trade with Toronto. So it looks like Bruce Brown could be going to Toronto in a deal. Yeah. Then they lose to the Pistons. Yeah. One of only four teams to do so this year. 
But if you're if you're Bruce Brown, there had to be a moment of, oh, I know I made more money with going to these guys, but man, this was it really worth. Was it really worth? Because this place is fun, and I could have another ring maybe, and oh, at least be winning something. Yeah, not the Pacers are terrible, but in season NBA <laughs> Cup runners up. Yeah, that's that means something to somebody. You said the Lakers hung a banner. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I did get a. Uh, they did have a uh, a T-shirt because they had a little swag bag. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They did give. I did get a. Uh, it's a bright yellow NBA Cup T-shirt. Nice matches the court, huh? It's. Um, feel like it should be out uh, picking up trash in the highway or directing traffic or now, <laughs> something. It's I did get a yellow bright. yellow Nuggets shirt off of Fanatics because. It's got, you know, headshots in the roster on the back of the shirt for the championship. But this is not it's for the game. NBA Cup, though. That's yeah. the, Something they didn't even that's the Larry O. Yeah. Yeah. Larry O. Big difference. Big difference. Anyway. So it's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. But I but the folks at CDOT, they were magnificent job getting the interstate open again. It was bad, though, man. And there was there was one moment we're driving along, coming back, and we're probably doing 25, maybe 30, creeping along, kind of kind of creeping along-ish. This guy, I know it was like a little Subaru or something. He decides he's going to go left lane all the way over to the right lane and cuts cross. It's slick, runs up on the back of the semi on the trailer. <laughs> Fortunately... Free ride. We were paying attention because managed to avoid the multi-car pileup. Smart by doing some, uh, yeah, some very, very, just pure Defensive reaction, driving. pure reactionary maneuver, yeah. and uh, like Groundhog Day. Don't drive angry. <laughs> exactly. And so, uh, yeah, that was. It's like, what are you doing, people? There are people are damn fools, just idiots. Come on, man, really. Slow the hell down. What are you, what are you doing? So you're, it, it's super icy, so you're going to cut from the left lane to the right lane. Mm-hmm. Multi-lane. You slip, you, you, you know, it's slippery and crap. And, and then boom, there you go. Apparently there's some sort of line on the doorstep of hell, so got to get there faster. <laughs> got to get there. All right, 707. So it's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Love to hear uh, what you have to complain about today. Um, imagine for some, many of you, football picks, I think for us as well. Uh, how's your NFL bracket looking? Oh. Although, there weren't really a ton of surprises. I, wa- I was shocked at how the Cowboys lost, not that they lost. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I thought the Rams might win. In Detroit, but that was a toss-up. Yeah, Sean McVay with uh, less than stellar clock management at the end did not help. I did call Tampa beating Philadelphia, though. That's a good one, though. That's mm-hmm. good. So I bigger, was three and three. Bigger disappointment, or bigger not disappointment, surprise. Eagles or Cowboys? Cowboys. Eagles, yeah. you could kind of feel, feel kind of felt like coming. kind of felt like the wheels were starting yeah. to come off a little bit. They were rickety, that's for sure. 
you know, the the change to what Matt Patricia is the defensive coordinator for mm-hmm. them and the, how that's not not panned out. And now Jason Kelsey's said, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm yeah. done. Um yeah, I probably probably Dallas because they've been so good at home. Yeah, they're taking, first on, taking, at on, home. taking on one of the youngest teams in the league in very young Jordan Love and Green Bay. And Green Bay went out and just manhandled them. They just popped him in the face. Yeah. Um, you okay after the Cleveland game? Yeah, what I we talked about this a little bit yesterday. What a group of frauds. Top to bottom. Just a roster of frauds. A fraudster. Awful. I mean, early on it looked good. And then just that there was CJ Stroud was just brilliant. He was played extremely well. Their defense played really, really well. There were two different parts of that game. One when it was a game, and the other was you could tell Joe Flacco's retired and just is out there like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Threw three <laughs> touchdown passes, one to Cleveland, which was nice. Um yeah, it's like I and I've been saying it. I've said it for three years. Every time someone said, Look how good Cleveland's defense is. No, it's not. It's lucky in the fact that when Miles Garrett is 100% healthy, he's a game changer, and also other offensive coordinators' egos are too large to, well, I'm not going to do what their weakness is. I'm going to do my strength, no matter if it's their strength as well. Texans didn't really do that. The Texans, you know, a little bit of play action and boots, but C.J. Stroud's not necessarily a runner. They did a lot of misdirection on Saturday, and the yeah. Browns are like, what? What's this? You're supposed to just run into the teeth of our defense. This is how this works. What's this misdirection stuff? It's it's so unfair. Yeah. Like you're doing stuff differently. Fake a toss to the left. So 10 tacklers are like, I'm going to go get this guy. And then CJ Stroud and Nico Collins and probably two other guys are all like, okay, what do we do now? There's no defense over here. This doesn't feel real. And so we'll just pick them apart. And then Joe Flacco, pick six, pick six, back-to-back drives, which helped. And then that de- that defense is the worst in points per game allowed on the road, tied with Denver. That a seventy burger helps that, but they're great at home, bad on the road. That should have been the tip off. I hoped they were going to win. I picked them because they're my team, but also like they were a little bit of a fraud. And hopefully, again, I say this every year at the end of the season. Hopefully, this can stop this. Oh, the Browns' defense is great. No, they're not. There's still work to be done, but even even though they were the top defense for a good portion of the season, it's about what you do in the playoffs. Yeah. And and against a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. who is not your average rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, we need to be totally fair with how he's played this year. It's been a brilliant, brilliant season. Oh, yeah. And and who knows what, what lies ahead for this Houston Texans team. It's... Um, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, I mean, is he your coach of the year? Yes. He's got to be. be. He's got to be. If he's not, I mean, name somebody. Maybe Dan Campbell. (laughs) Maybe Dan Campbell. But they were above 500 last year, even. Yeah. And then Todd Bowles, you don't get it because of one win. Right. And I know Stefanski's got a good argument. He probably is right there with D'Amico Ryan because of the quarterback situation. Yeah, but they had to navigate, sure. But then head-to-head, I know the votes are already in, 
But head-to-head looks yeah. bad now. Head-to-head does not look walks away with that. Does not look good. No, totally agree. Because he got pantsed by D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. I'm I'm backed off the fire everybody mode that I had over the weekend. But, like, Jim Schwartz, you don't have to go for the strip sack every single play. You don't have to send everybody all the time. You can't. It's okay to drop into a zone and cover people. It's encouraged, yeah. actually, to put defenders on skill position players. We There's some fans that like that. Cover guy. Very true. Very Tackle true. people. You know, don't throw you can, it to you the can, other team. You can change up your philosophy a yeah. little bit defensively. Kevin Stefanski, stop calling the just throw it to whoever's open no matter what color shirt they have on. Cooper's a good bet. Let's throw it to him again. Yeah. The hey, Joku. that guy Let's is wide him. open. Oh, well, that's a linebacker and picks it. That dude's... Let's, yeah. You know what? Let's not even bother trying to throw it out of bounds. Let's just chuck it straight into the air and hope somebody comes down with it. And and looking back at the weekend, too, if you're Miami, the way you finished, you could have been playing at home. Wow. What a soft game. <laughs> I know it's cold. I get that. But... but ooh. Yeah, I get it. There were their fans were treated for hypothermia after that game, some frostbite. It, it would have but been, it could have been forty degrees and they still would have lost. Probably so. And if you and you controlled your mm-hmm. ability to be at home. And the way they played down the stretch was pretty uh pretty unimpressive for the Miami Dolphins. So yeah, they had to go to Kansas City and play and Sub, you know, Sub-Zero, one of the coldest games ever in NFL history. Not the coldest, but one of the coldest. And, um, well, Kansas City, mm-hmm. not a problem for them. They're used to it. Yeah, they, you know, it's like it's below zero, but it's like, all right, we're here. We're here. All right, 714. It's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Something you want to complain about today, uh, send it to us on the team line, 970-242-1340. It's time for What's Happening. What's Happening. And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. They can uh, lend their assistance in PC and server support, backup and disaster recovery. They can also help you improve your surveillance. Also install a new business phone system as well. They're your technology service partner. Call them today at ComWest. 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, lead things off with uh, the avalanche last night. If you want to uh, give me a little music there, Maestro. Oh, that's right. They uh, they had a good third period. Yes, they did. A very good third period. As Bob Hartley would have said back in the day. The old third period. The old third period. Uh, Miko Randon scored two goals to help lead the avalanche to a 7-4 win in Ottawa on Tuesday night. Colorado had to rally from a 4-3 deficit heading the third period as Miles Wood tied the game. With Sam Malinsky scoring the go-ahead goal, 23-year-old Eustace Annan made his first start of the season for the Abs and made 36 saves. You know what? He was pretty good. I can't remember the last time he's played for us. It's been a while, but he gave us a real good chance to win. You know, like it was made some big saves, made some big breakdowns, kind of what you'd expect, you know, on the back-to-back. Colorado coach Jared Bednar, Winnipeg leads the Abs by one point for the top spot in the Central Division in a showdown of NBA MVP contenders. Philadelphia's Joel Embiid outdueled Denver's Nikola Jokic as the 76ers edged the Nuggets 126 to 121 Tuesday night in Philly. Embiid scored 41 points and added 10 assists to pace the Sixers. Jokic had 25 points and 19 rebounds, and Michael Porter Jr. adding 20 points 
Denver's a game and a half back of Minnesota for first in the Western Conference. The Fertile Monument Wildcats girls basketball team played a Palisade last night, picked up a 60-41 victory. Wildcats were led by Olivia Campbell's 30 points with Addison Air adding 17. Coach Jeff Johnson said it's hard to cover one of those players, let alone both of them. She's kind of been in a shooting funk. Some shots didn't drop earlier in the season, and it kind of felt like that in the first half, but then she got it on a roll, and I I think she probably hit four in a row at, at the three-point line. Who are you going to take away? It's hard to take away two players, um, and they're both capable of putting up 20, 30 points in a game. Wildcats improved to 10-2. and two. Palisade drops to 10-5. and Fertilmont prepares for another Valley rival when they host Grand Junction on Friday. Palisade takes on Glenwood Springs and other girls' games. Central be Battle Mountain 54-25 as the Warriors' Christina Manzanares reached 1,000 points in her career with 18 in the win. Grand Junction fell to Eagle Valley 55-38 to to slip to 4-8. and eight. Maggie Legg scored 15 points in Montrose's 49-21 home win over Glenwood. Delta picked up a 61-10 win at Rifle to move to 3-0 and in the 4A Western Slope League. On the boys' side, Fruit Monument boys remain unbeaten. The Wildcats taking down Palisade 47-40 last night at Palisade. Fruit's unbeaten streak was in danger a couple of times, and head coach Michael Wells says the nights when they don't shoot well, that's where they need to emphasize defense. Defense shouldn't take a night off, and that's why we've tried to change the way we play this year. That's why we've made it a point of emphasis. I knew we were talented offensively, but we had to make a commitment on that end of the court, and, you know, that's probably a game we don't win last year, but, you know, like I said, the guys gutted it out. You know, hopefully we got it out of our system. Despite the wins, the lowest point total for the Monuments had this year. The Max Orchard had 15 to lead the Cats. Jet Wells right behind him with 14. Friday, it's another Cross Valley showdown with the Fruita hosting Grand Junction and Boys Act and other boys games. Central defeated Battle Mountain 71 to 37 behind 15 points from Cam Renning. Montrose fell to Glenwood Springs 57 to 44 with the Red Hawks' Caleb Ferguson scoring 22 points. Colorado Mesa Hoops picked up another pair of Player of the Week honorees for the Maverick women. Olivia Reed got her second RMAC Player of the Week award, this time for defensive prowess. The RMAC second leading rebounder got 18 boards, five steals, and four blocks in the Mavericks' weekend split at Chadron State. And Colorado Christian on the other, on the men's side, Mac Rineker picked up his third RMAC Player of the Week award on defense. He had a combined 18 rebounds, seven blocks, and three steals in the Mavs' weekend sweep. CMU's Trevor Baskin was also named to the Bevo Francis Top 100 watch list. The Bevo Francis award is given to a player with a, a, from a non-D1 program. This is Baskin's second year cracking the Top 100 list and is the RMAC's only player on the list this year. And uh, this Friday, Colorado Mesa women look to gain some separation in the RMAC with Black Hill State coming to town. Mavericks are 12 and 4 overall, 6 and 3 in the RMAC. Yellow Jackets are 8 and 4 overall, but they're right behind CMU in the conference schedule at 5 and 3. Mavs head coach Taylor Wagner says the Yellow Jackets defense has been their main source of success. Well, every game we play comes down to the last couple minutes. You mentioned their defense. I, I feel like they're probably one of the best, if not the best, in our league, and they're just so scrappy, make you earn everything, and they fly at you. So we're going to have to take care of the basketball and be strong. We've got to be tough. Both Maverick women, men's and women's teams uh, this weekend on the team at 1100 KNZZ. Friday night against Black Hills State. Women's pregame at 515, the minute 730 on the team. And Saturday, because of the NFL playoffs, you can hear the Maverick men and women taking on South Dakota Mines. Women at pregame at 515, the men will tip it at 730. That'll be on 1100 KNZZ, 92.7 FM this Saturday night. 720, and that's... What's happening? And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help today or a new business phone system, call ComWest, 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, 720, and uh, we'll take a break. Uh, 
dive into uh, the Avs win. The Nuggets lost last night. Got something to whine about today. It's a whine about on Wednesday with Talon Wine. You can text or call us on the team line. That's 970-242-1340. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 723. Jim along with the Buckeye boy today. Got something you want to whine about? It is a whine about a Wednesday. You can win a bottle of Talon wine. Whatever you're pulling out of the oven, taking off the grill, they have the perfect wine to pair with it. You can uh, text us today on the team line, 970-242-1340. All right, uh, 724. And uh, Avs and Nuggets both in action last night. Uh, the uh, Avalanche uh, were on the road at Ottawa. Both teams on the road last night with uh, the Avs in Ottawa and the Nuggets uh, in Philadelphia. And uh, last night for the Avalanche, uh, they were able to uh, pick up the the victory last night over the Senators, down 4-3, to heading to the third period, but they erupt for a, a big third period. Miko Rannon had a couple of goals in the game last night, but it was uh, really Miles Wood who tied the game. Sam Walensky scored the go-ahead goal last night, and the Avalanche's 7-4 to victory at Ottawa. After the game, Jared Bednar talking about a sometimes a little tired, lackluster effort against the Senators last night. Kind of what you'd expect, you know, on the back-to-back. Our, our big guys were lacking energy, though. You know, like they played 29 minutes last night. I completely understand it. We, they emptied the tanks last night to try to get us a win, and then we came up short, which was not a great coaching move by me going into today. But we found a way. I thought our depth was good. You know, Boland scores, Malinsky, the Olsen line. Jeremy and Poland had a good night. Wood coming back in, probably the guy with the best legs tonight. Um, yeah, just grinded away. So uh, the Avs get the win last night. And you know, as Bednar mentioned, you know, back to backs, and certainly the Avs' top guys, with the exception of, of Miko Ren, who had two goals last night, a little worn down last night, kind of uh, emptied the tank against Montreal. And, and so for. For Colorado, they were able to, to get the win last night. But um, I don't think it's probably a case, and we'll talk with uh, Connor McGahee about this, with uh, Eustace Annan, and hasn't necessarily nailed down the backup spot to Georgie. But Is he, there one? But he, but he liked he liked what he saw, at least Bednar liked kind of what he saw last night from the 23-year-old. Yeah, and he played pretty well. Like you said, it's the first game they've played with him all year. And I know Prosvitov is in line there but they're kind of the same age they're kind of the same experience you know Prosvitov's played 11 games this year he's won four or sorry he started eight games it's won four of them you know like the way that Georgie plays and how much he plays like I said is there really a backup spot or is it pretty much a this guy's gonna die if we don't get him off the ice for 60 minutes can you go in there and try to stop more shots than he let in, which is totally different. We've talked with Connor McGahee. At some point, they're going to have to find a guy that can get Georgie off his feet for a night. Yeah, just to give him give him a break, a game or two break. And, like, Annan played all right last night, but he got bailed out in the third period as the Avalanche were able to kind of pull away. Second night of a back-to-back, I, 
as far as the effort goes, like like Bednar said, and he would know much more than me. Yeah, that's kind of to be expected. It's back to backs, both on the road. You know, travels kind of been an issue for both ball arena teams. The Avs waiting on Mark Mosier to get his passport. The Nuggets. <laughs> getting stuck on the tarmac in Denver for five and a half hours and getting to Philadelphia nine hours behind schedule. Yeah, which is never good. Which is never good. You know, and the Avs lose the first game. They come back and score four times in the third period last night. Nuggets lose by five to Philadelphia. It happens. Sometimes it happens. These guys, you know, yeah, they're professional athletes, but airport, flying, airport, hotel, rink, skate, airport, hotel, you know, like, that will kind of wear you down. They won the and, second night of the back-to-back. Yeah, and, and you had to get it done with with no Valari Nachushkin, mm-hmm. who's now yeah. in the in, player in assistance program. Player assistance program like Sammy Gerard was previously. We don't know exactly what the circumstances are mm-hmm. for uh, Valari Nachushkin. Well, we but, talked about but that. He, he's one of their top, I mean, yeah. right through McKinnon, their top goal scorer. Mm-hmm. That's the way he's playing is... Not just been a a little bit of a bump. It's been a huge lift. He's been huge. one of the better goal scorers in the league the last uh, probably month of of the season. And if you remember how they played without him at the end of that series in Seattle, they just could not find that extra gear. And it may be a point to where they're going to kind of struggle with that this time around as well. And I mean, we we touched on it a little bit yesterday. Not to speculate about what sediment, but an educated guess can probably understand what's going on with Valerian Nachushkin if you know the history of what the Seattle thing and the whole thing. But you hope that he is able to find that, you know, get back to being a healthy, you know, human being for his family and then maybe comes back and plays hockey. You can't count on him right now, though, if you're the avalanche in the, you know, micro sense of the word because he's not there. Yeah, because he made this statement. It was released by the Avalanche. You know, I made the decision to seek help and enter the player's assistance program. My goal is to address my issues and prevent any negative outcomes once and for all. So we're not with Sammy Gerard. It was an alcohol mm-hmm. situation. Could that be the same for Nachushkin? We're not exactly sure. Don't want to speculate. But not having him right now certainly does not help this team. No. But last night, you know, um, they, they were able to, you know, with Malinsky, who's been a nice little call-up from, from the Eagles, getting a goal last night, scored the go-ahead one, Avalanche going for the 7-4 victory last night. And there's a point behind Winnipeg in the Central Division. Flip it over to the Nuggets last night, as you mentioned, got stuck on the tarmac for, what, five hours? Yeah. Before they could fly to Philadelphia. And last night, it, it looked like there was going to be a point where Nuggets might play one of the highest score games they've ever played in, which is saying a lot. It's, they're, I, they, do they still hold the record, them and the Pistons? I believe they still do. The highest scoring game of all time, 370 combined points. And then the highest regulation game in 1990. So that was 320. And it looked like, at least early on, that might be the case last night. But uh, Nuggets fall last night on the road at Philadelphia dropping a, a 126 to 121 game. Embiid was great last night, 41 points, 10 assists. You know, a matchup of the the two NBA front uh, front runners for for the MVP and uh, Nikola Jokic, 25 points, 9 25 points, 19 rebounds last night. 
and the Denver loss. Michael Malone said he loved the way how hard the guys played. You know, they weren't thrilled with the outcome, but they really he was pleased with the way that they played last night. And obviously factor in sitting on the tarmac for five hours is a certainly uh, not not something that helps your basketball team get there and and, and play their best. And then you look last night at as far as the the box score for the Nuggets. I mean, they had what three, four, five, six, seven. They had seven guys in double figures mm-hmm. last night. Yeah, Eight, almost yeah. an eighty point first half, but they just ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's, that's all there was to it. You know, this travel takes a toll on you, even if you're a finely conditioned and well tuned, you know, professional athlete. They only had seventeen points in the fourth quarter. I just didn't seem yeah. to have the legs after yeah they got there nine hours late but they still got there the day before right it's not like they rolled in at four o'clock but, but in the still morning that, yesterday but still it's throws, still gonna affect you it still throws you off a little bit because mm-hmm. i don't care how comfortable the seats are airplane seats are not comfortable at 10 hours <laughs> no no they are not so you know the joker did his part 25 19 rebound he almost had a triple double with double digit offensive and double digit defensive rebounds yeah. which is ridiculous and you know Embiid was all right 41 and 10 not bad yeah not bad nice little night for Joel Embiid the thing about that I'm looking at the box score Joel Embiid scored 41 points his plus minus was zero they did not get a single point of advantage with Joel Embiid on the court which is he scored 41 which is crazy Yeah. yeah and you mentioned the 17 points by the Nuggets in the fourth I mean Philadelphia scored 27 Mm -hmm. case of Playing at and, home. Yep, not 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 particularly a good not a good fourth a bad offensive fourth quarter and not probably not a great defensive fourth fourth quarter for the Nuggets either. No, not really. It was, you know, it was a poor game and they still lost by five to one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference on the road. Yeah. So that just goes to show that the Nuggets can not that they should think this way. They can roll out of bed and be competitive with anybody in the league. Yes, they can. Because they quite literally did that yesterday. No doubt about it. And like I said, the bench, pretty good with Reggie Jackson's 10. Christian Brown had 11. So um, good contribution from the bench uh, for the Nuggets, uh, despite losing last night at Philadelphia, 126 to 121. All right, 734. Coming up, we're going to talk with Steve Waitek, Grand Junction High School Athletic Director, about uh, their uh, strength and conditioning clinic that's going to happen this Saturday. We'll have that coming up in just a little bit. Imagine that's Steve that is on hold right now. Okay, so we'll talk to Steve coming up in just a few minutes. Time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I have two, and I'm still debating. Actually, the debate is over. I'm going to save the shorter one for four down territory. Okay. This comes from yesterday's Dan Patrick show. They had Reggie Bush on. And, of course, people are still wondering how Mario Williams got taken ahead of Reggie Bush. And Reggie Bush uh, points a finger right at the man responsible. You know, me coming to New Orleans was a very big deal. And it was one of my favorite moments. You talk about a surreal moment. That was a surreal moment, me going to New Orleans. um, Because I was supposed to be the number one draft pick. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Um, And, you know, taking you back down... Mario Williams ended up being the number one draft pick. I actually found out the same way everybody else found out. Um, Wait, I found what, it on Sports Center. Was it because he was signable? 
Like, that was it, the report at the time. No. You want to know the truth? Yeah. The truth is with Charlie Casserly. And, you know, he he hasn't talked about it. You know, we've actually had an opportunity to discuss it uh, when I was working for NFL Network because one of the executives found out the truth and I hadn't even known the truth yet uh, about why I didn't go to Houston. And apparently it was because they hired a private investigator to investigate me during the Heisman Trophy um, debacle that was happening at that time. And the investigator came back and said that I was a bad guy, had bad character, I was a street kid, and um, mm. that they shouldn't sign me, they shouldn't draft me. And so this is a story I'm getting from one of the executives at NFL Network. Um, and so, you know, they wanted to do this one-on-one with me and Charlie Cassidy and just kind of talk about it. And at first, Cassidy said, yeah, and then he ended up backing out because you know, I think he understood it probably, you know, wasn't going to look great for him, so... Yeah, I can't imagine why Charlie Casterly yeah. wouldn't want to do that sit-down. Yeah, I wonder why. Huh. All right. Interesting it's, story, though. Very interesting story. 7.36. It is Wednesday. Well, why don't you cry about it? Why about a Wednesday with Talon Wine? Get us your uh, gripe, complaint, grievance on the team line today. 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. and We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team talking Grand Junction Tiger sports on the Jim Davis Show. And Grand Junction Athletic Director Steve Wojtek brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Steve Wojtek joins us. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Always great to talk with you. First off, did your boys win last night because they couldn't find a score? Did the, the we did. We, uh, we won by two. It, it's a tough uh, gym to play at over there at Eagle Valley, and uh, uh, they did a good job competing, and Coach Johnson did a, a great job with uh, some late game adjustments, and the boys uh, played hard and uh, came out with a good victory. Hey, you have to love what you're seeing from your, uh, your Tiger boys with the Dutch back at the helm. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun, uh, you know the the style that he brought, and uh, obviously with his first stint, uh, we kind of knew what we were getting anyways. But with uh, the experience he had over at CMU, and, and so just excited with what he's doing with uh, the boys. Absolutely. So, uh, Steve, we're, you're on with us this morning to talk about the strength and conditioning for a high school student athletes clinic that's coming up at uh, over Grand Junction High School at the auditorium this Saturday at five o'clock. It's how to train better. It's how to prepare better. Got uh, Coach Mark Ryan, who's the head strength and conditioning coach at Colorado Mesa. Dr. Uh, Kristen uh, Human, who's the uh, professor of uh, kinesiology over at CMU as well. They'll be both there speaking to to parents and, and young student athletes about the right way to go about how to be bigger, stronger, faster, and healthier as a high school student athlete. Yeah, Jim. Well, you know, two years ago when I, well, a year and a half when I took this job, and one of the things I tell parents is, is I'm still a parent myself and, and a father and uh, you know, each morning when I wake up, I, I think to myself, okay, what, what would it be making decisions as a parent? What is information that, that parents would like to have to help, uh, you know, their, their son or daughter? And so that's where last year, you know, we started the Community Connection Series with Coach McKinney and, and Recruiting 101. And so this year, uh, you know, the next stage is, is just better information for our parents and our student-athletes, uh, you know, as far as training better and uh, as you know, it's kind of a trickle-down effect from professional to college to 
the high school and some of this information is becoming uh, you know more and more valuable for, for high school student athletes and the the more information we can get in front of parents to help their kids with this uh, the better and and although you know we were competitive in the valley and on the western slope with each other this type of information we want to you know share with everyone so that's why it's open and available to uh, anyone that would like to, to join. So it's uh, 5 o'clock this Saturday, Grand Junction High School. So if you're listening to Montrose today, Delta, or uh, up at Hotchkiss or Cedar Edge, that uh, anybody here on the Western Slope, uh, you can come free to attend this uh, this seminar, correct? Absolutely. I mean, last year we had some families from Montrose, a couple from uh, Rifle uh, that came in, which was really cool. And and uh, that that's the goal and the hope is uh, even though, like I said, we're competitive on the quarter of the field, uh, we're still a Western Slope community. And, uh, you know, these two individuals, Dr. Human and Coach Ryan, are at the top of their profession. Uh, and to be doing something like this uh, for free is, I mean, ordinarily be thousands of dollars to bring these two individuals in for something like this. So we're, we're really excited. Steve Wojtek, Grand Junction High School Athletic Director with us. It's the Strength and Conditioning for High School Student Athlete Clinic this Saturday, January 20th, 5 o'clock at Grand Junction High School. It's free to attend. You mentioned, Steve, not only being an athletic director and, and overseeing you know, varsity sports and JV sports and everything at Grand Junction High School, but you referenced you being a parent and, and your, your son's playing high school athletics. From, from a conditioning standpoint, as a parent, what are some tips? And, and also the time you spent at Mesa as a baseball coach as well. What are some tips you can give people you personally you feel like are, are, are kind of beneficial in regard to addressing conditioning for, for high school athletes? Oh, absolutely. You know, one thing that we, uh, we, our, our young men and, and women at the high school level have so many things on their plate, but we tend to forget how important sleep is. And, uh, you know, in, in talking to, to Dr. Human and Coach Ryan this week, kind of setting it up, that was one aspect that they both emphasize and they're going to emphasize is, is the, the sleep cycle for our, our student athletes. Um, in addition to pre- and post-game nutrition. Uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is becoming very uh, more knowledgeable as far as what uh, what we put in our bodies and how that can help uh, peak performance. Uh, and, and also uh, supplements, uh, as far as that goes. I know that's big out there, but uh, we got to be cautious as a parent as far as what we're uh, guiding our kids to, to put in their bodies. So big thing uh, that has really come to, to light is the sleep cycle. And just, uh, you know, the small little things we can help as a parent with their, their diet. I imagine, too, not just for a high school student athlete, but even those those kids that are, are athletes at the middle school level, Steve, their parents, they would benefit from, from some of this knowledge. 100%. Talked to Coach Ryan actually yesterday, and, uh, you know, he, he brought that up, that, that a lot of that strength training can start at the, uh, the middle school level. A lot of times people think of the weight room and, they're thinking of bench press and, and big deadlifts, and, and that's not really what strength training is, is completely all about. It, it's about core strength, and, and a lot of that stuff, exactly, you start at the middle school level. And we're, we're also talking about lifelong skills, that these uh, you know student-athletes at the middle school and high school level can start developing that will stay with them the rest of their lives, and, and ultimately that's our job at the high school level to help these kids with. And, and also free weights as opposed to machines, as opposed to using bands. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of different ways to approach it, and I'm sure uh, Mark Ryan will have uh, some insight into that as well. 100%, and, and he's excited to, to share all that. And, again, you know, we, we know 
uh, a lot with with the internet as parents but to, to have an expert like coach ryan coming in and really diagnosing and answering questions we are going to have a q a after both presentations uh to be able to you know dive into specifics as far as uh, what parents would like to, to know we're talking with steve Wojtek, grand junction high school athletic director uh, Grand Junction Athletics hosting the second annual Community Connection Series this Saturday. Once again, starts at 5 o'clock at Grand Junction High School. It's about strength and conditioning for high school student-athletes. It's free. And anyone listening today on the Western Slope, you're welcome to attend 5 o'clock this Saturday night at Grand Junction High School. Uh, Steve, uh, uh, just a, a quick update, if you can give us on uh, how things look in terms of uh, gymnasium, all those kind of things with the new Grand Junction High School. How's that? Uh, how's that coming around? Oh, you know, I know this conversation has been neutral, but you, you put me on the junction, putting on my junction hat, and we are so excited uh, to uh, open this uh, facility up in the, the fall. I, I think uh, the community and those that supported us with the vote are going to be uh, very impressed and pleased with uh, what's being put together, and it, it's just going to be a very uh, prideful facility for our, our kids, and, and our kids and our community definitely deserve it, and we're excited about it uh, coming this fall. So how does it look in terms of the lab for like the like fanning field, the baseball field, and some of that, and how it fits into the new Grand Junction High School? Uh, well, when I one thing that uh, when I took this this job on that uh, I I really wanted to push, and I've had the support administration is we're going to try to bring for the first time ever varsity sports on campus outdoors. So baseball, softball, both soccer's, uh, lacrosse. We're still working facilities wise tennis. Uh, you know, try to have those varsity games on campus because, as we know, uh, you know, games on campus just have a different feel, different electricity, and so we're excited to, to try to do that, uh, which is going to be a, a new little curveball here that's never happened at Grand Junction. Looking forward to some exciting things with the Grand Junction High School slated to open, uh, the, the new building set to open in the fall of this year. So, Steve, I appreciate it once again. Uh, people, they can reach out to you at uh, Grand Junction High School if they want information about the clinic on Saturday. But pretty much just just show up 5 o'clock, Grand Junction High School Auditorium on Saturday to learn more about strength and conditioning for your high school athlete. Absolutely. Jim, thanks for uh, covering high school sports on the Western Slope. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Take care. Okay. All right, Steve, Steve Wojtek, Grand Junction High School Athletic Director. So uh, plan to have all the varsity sports playing on campus. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting to see how that all comes together over at uh, Grand Junction High School. Football will still be at Stoker, but but the other sports, as mm-hmm. Steve referenced, uh, their, their plan is to try to play them on campus. All right, 748, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy, Texter Collis, Chick-fil-A breakfast team, Jimmy, on the team line, 970-242-1340. I, I do want to take a moment to uh, express our condolences to Jamie Hamilton. His wife, Debbie, passing away a few days ago. Uh, I know in talking to Jamie, uh, you know, Debbie had fought, um, had fought her illness for, for many, many years. And um, certainly our, our, our thoughts and, and prayers go out to the, the Hamilton family with, uh, with the passing of Debbie. Just uh, a real character uh, anchor for their family, obviously, an anchor for Jamie throughout uh, his career and um, both personally and, and professionally. And um, just, um, I know it's been a difficult uh, uh, many, many years for Jamie and uh, for Debbie and their family going through her illness, but uh, 
we want to send out our, our condolences to the Hamilton family after the, the passing of, of Debbie Hamilton a few days ago. I believe uh, there is a, uh, a service set for uh, the Meyer Ballroom on February 17th. Um, I think you can go uh, online and, and, and get the details on that. But, uh, but certainly our, our condolences go out to Jamie Hamilton and, and his family for the loss of, of his wife, Debbie, uh, just a few days ago. All right, 750, Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Can uh, text us or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. It is a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine, something you want to get off your chest. You can certainly do that. Um, as much as we, like I said, we, we needed the snow and everything in the high country, man, driving was, it was bad. It was some of the worst driving I've had to do. In, I mean, d- d- conditions that I've had to drive in a very long time. It was bad. Five hours of Copper Mountain. So we're sitting there and we're going, okay, are, what's going to happen? They have fresh Palbra up there. Yeah, it's a fresh, fresh Palbra. <laughs> so we decide, okay, we decide, because uh, we hadn't heard anything, you know, checking co-trip and all that. Mm-hmm. They hadn't announced any time on when they planned to open it. So we're thinking, okay, maybe we're, we're going to have to stay here. We're going to have to spend the night here. Uh-oh. That's not good. And I'm going, okay, Copper Mountain. Ski season, snowboard season, mm-hmm. holiday, holiday. I'm on availability will not be great. Number two, price will not be great. <laughs> there was one place, three twenty nine for a room was like a Motel Six price. Yeah, call this one place seven hundred and seventy eight dollars a night, mm-hmm. and we're going. You know, let's just hope. They open this thing up, and then I'm like about two minutes later, oh, they're going to open up at 5 o'clock. Awesome. That's like an hour and a half from now. We can we yeah. can, we can, can hang in there for an hour and a half. You know, the best part of the American dream and the American way is as soon as that road opened up, that room went from $700 to $100. Probably, yeah. I don't think it probably dropped that much, but it got a lot cheaper. Yeah. They, they got quite a bit no cheaper. No longer have to price gouge <laughs> if people aren't stranded there. So, you know. Yeah. Why try to help and your then, fellow man instead of, you know, helping And then the woman and the woman on the line, which I'm assuming was not in the uh, Frisco, Copper Mountain area. She goes, well, we have one in Avon. Well, we can't get to yeah, Avon. That doesn't help me. It does not help me. What do you think I'm calling about <laughs> this property? And it was, well, we, you could go here and you could go... Well, no, we can't go to those places because the road is closed. Obviously, you are not, you are not uh, right here in in country. But we would gladly price gouge you if you want to stay there too. Oh yeah, it was it was not. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine it was not going to be a whole lot cheaper, even if we could have got there. Which just wanted drew went on ahead and went home. Yeah, I gonna don't get a stop there. Just from sunny to partly cloudy, the rooms go up a hundred dollars. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but you know, once again, if 11 people freeze to death outside, people will pay $700 to stay here. Let's raise those rates, baby. We're going, okay, we, we brought blank, we got blankets, we got full tank of gas. We might have to spend the night in the car. That seems like a better option than mm-hmm. paying 700 and some dollars for one night at a place, no offense to the fine folks at Copper Mountain, not a place we wanted to stay to begin with. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know think there's a hotel again. room worth seven hundred. Yeah, no, probably not. It better it better be really really nice. Yeah. But the folks at C dot, man, it was great. They got it open and great job by C dot as always. Mm-hmm. 
I want to thank them today. Yeah. Not the people trying to. It's kind of a reverse one about a Wednesday. Yes, but not so, the, the end. thankful. Thank, yeah, it's thankful for one thing. Right? Yeah. And, but I'm certainly, thankful as well, or else I would have to host today probably too. Yeah, you should be thankful that yes. CDOT got it open so we got home. So you're not here hosting today. Mm-hmm. You're here today, but not having to. And if the host you know, today. if the tourism industry was in charge of CDOT, it would have cost you one hundred dollars <laughs> to get through to uh on a Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it was um yeah. We were it was kind of what we thought, though. It wasn't like we were stunned. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, this is kind of what I Yeah. Considering the season, considering we're desperate that this is these are the kind of prices that you're going to get here. Weather clears, $81. <laughs> Once again, I don't think they drop it that far because it's... $85. <laughs> because it's ski season. But I bet, uh, yeah, the price would have uh, gone down a couple of hundred yeah. bucks at least. All right, seven fifty-five. Uh, coming up uh, next, uh, Colorado Mesa men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge will join us. Uh, we'll also uh, look back at uh, a very busy high school basketball night last night as well so we'll we'll dive into that next hour it is a wine about a wednesday with talon wine if you want to win a bottle of talon wine today share up a complaint from the world of sports or just your daily life on the team line 970-242-1340 that's 970-242-1340 hour two coming up next on the team sports network so uh, make sure you stick around uh for mike to george coming up next on the team